what about because we're talking about people seeing you as you know helping them and being part of the team and creating that team and i really like the discussion on generations and how we're all different i think i'm a millennial i didn't think i was but i definitely am and then um i realized that there's another generation after me because everyone talks about millennials how we're horrible but um, there's also the Gen Z's, and that's actually mm. that generation that for a lot of our customers, I think they're lumping into the millennial because mm. it's that college and younger is that Gen Z. And a big thing with them is supposedly they aren't collaborative. Like for the millennials, if if you tell me I'm letting my team down, it's going to devastate me and that in itself will motivate me. And but supposedly for this Gen Z, who that's who you're working with right now all right. the time. And that's who our audience is dealing with and, and no offense audience, but complaining about. So what's your advice to to tap into to those potential, those kids? Well, that's, a, that's a great question because um, I've had to coach Gen Xers, which I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, but when I first started getting into coaching, I was, I was coaching people who weren't much younger than myself. And uh, then obviously I coached uh, millennials and now I'm coaching uh, Gen Zers. So I've read on all the generations of my own generation. They called us the latchkey kids because uh, mom and dad worked. There wasn't all the, uh, I guess the, the helicopter parents weren't really around when, when I was a kid. Um, we literally, mom and dad worked, they put a key on my neck. That's why we call us latchkey kids. And you were on your own in elementary school, the walk home from school, put the key in the door and you're fending for yourself. And that's another Gen Xers were also known as the, as the uh, and, and there wasn't the child neglect laws that, I mean, we didn't have uh, laws for, for, for being in car seats and things like that. When I was a kid, honestly, um, I remember riding in the back of pickup trucks um, not having car seats. In the beds? In the mm -hmm. beds. Oh, oh yeah, cool. absolutely. I remember going across the country in a topper with toys, checking in through the uh, the the rear window and climbing through the seat and going back and playing with toys in the back of the bed of a pickup truck. That's how different it was. Okay, so, uh, and that's a fact. Um, and you wouldn't get arrested for it. Um, nowadays, yeah, obviously, Realized we didn't have lap straps when I was a little, or uh, shoulder straps for seat belts either when I was a kid. So it was, it's yeah. <laughs> things have evolved and they've gotten better and they've improved. Every generation has its problems, every generation has its strength. Strength. So a little bit on the Gen Zers, um, I think it's exciting because there's some positive traits to the Gen Zers that um, I don't know if you, you two are familiar, but they're being compared to the greatest generation right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, believe it or not. So the Gen Zers, um, if you're born 95, 96 to 2010, so keep in mind in their childhood, just like the greatest generation, the silent generation, the World War II vets, um, they had two big crises that occurred yep. during their, their, their lifetime as their children, mm -hmm. okay? One was the Great Depression, and the second was World War II. Mm -hmm. And similar traits now are occurring in the Gen Zers that were the greatest generation, which is, is, is really interesting. So they had 9-11 and they had the Great Recession. Um, so they're going to be a lot more fiscally conservative, yeah. um, just like their great grandparents. Um, be because of that, they, uh, they're very competitive. 
they're uh, they're they're more quiet, believe it or not. Just like the silent generation, they were they were pretty quiet, um, but very competitive. The gen the Gen Zers are, and I'm seeing their work ethic is phenomenal. So I've noticed this last few years. So the the oldest of the Gen Zers are 22. Okay, okay. 22, 23. Well, guess what? I've noticed very quiet kids, but silent workers and grinders. Okay, and I, 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 it's very interesting to watch, but these kids can suffer. Okay, they can suffer pretty well, and they, uh, I'm just, I mean, they don't say a lot, but they'll grind. Um, so their work ethic is 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 really really good. Um, I've yeah. So I I know at least one person right now is going, who who does he work with? So if someone's sitting out there and going... But they're just entering the workforce right now. Well, a lot of people... Unless they're 18, yeah, 19 they, coming in. 18 to 22 is, is a lot of like the CNA. I'll get into the negatives here okay. in a second. Oh, okay, but the, okay. They're, they're, uh, the, I'm just giving you the positives. Okay. Let's start out with some positives. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, they're competitive. Yeah. They, uh, you know, that's going to be a big one. They, they definitely... Um, they they want to they want to make money okay? okay they want to make money because money was scarce in their with their parents during the recession and parents started showing them you need to go out and work okay you need to go out and make money it's not just going to come to you you need to go out and work because they had to shift their mindset parents and they had to figure out how to survive so they're watching this so these kids know that uh, and a lot of them aren't going to college right now. Yeah. They're going straight into the workforce because unlike the millennials who ended up being $100,000 in debt from higher education, that they're coming out $100,000 in debt and, they're, and they're, having, they're, they're having a tough time paying it back. These guys are going, there's alternative educational methods out there like online. I'm going to go get a job right away, start making money, start fending for myself, taking care of myself. If I want to pick away at education, I'll pick away at education. And so that's a trend that we're seeing. And they've been taught that you got to keep working on developing yourself. So they're not in a hurry. They're going to pick away. So a lot of our um, senior living customers offer, oh, if you work for us, well, we'll give you, um, we'll pay for your education. Where maybe they offered that too soon because for the millennials, it's going to balance now if they keep. So a lot of people are going, well, well, that that didn't work offering, you know, higher education wasn't the, you know, the magic ticket. But maybe it's because they were offering it to the wrong group of people. If you if you take a look at education. Enrollment trends around every college in the United States, they're down, 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 down. And why are they down? Because these kids have figured out we're not making, it's better to learn from somebody else's mistakes than to make them yourself. So these kids are going like, I saw this, maybe I had an older brother, sibling, cousins, and this is not what I'm doing. Okay. I'm, I can go out and, and, and get into a trade and make, I mean, you, you know, a welder can make $70,000 a year right now. You know, you can get into some skilled trade. And if I don't want to do that, I can literally pick away online at a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to be stuck living in my parents' basement. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do that because they've seen it. And so they're, they're self-sufficient. So keep in mind, I'm going to jump into now a little bit of a negative, is maybe a little bit more 
they were very family oriented because it was about family when we're fighting through this recession together and we're a team as a family. Keep that in mind. That could be a motivator. But um, as far as coming in into some job, I'm a mercenary. I'm going out and making money for my family to take care of them. And the team concept might be a little foreign because it's, it's you know, like, again, millennials were more about, uh, you know, let's collaborate. These guys are more mercenaries and gals. It's like now we figured it out from what was going on. Okay. We were competitive. I'm going to work real hard and I expect you to pay me for it. I expect to get paid well. And if you don't pay me well, um, I'm not going to suffer because there's plenty of jobs out here. I'll go out and I'll get something else because I'm bringing back money for, for mine, mm -hmm. for my family. Mm -hmm. And that's the mindset. Keep in mind the Gen Zers also like causes, like the millennials. They, they do like causes. So if something is for a good cause, they're willing to, to put out for it. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, I, I, can, I can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a good cause, great. But um, the, the knock will be like, yeah, you know, they'll jump ship because they might be more selfish. Well, that's just think about what, it might not be selfish because their, their mindset is we're contributing to the family. And if you're not going to pay pay I'm for protective. it, I'm going to protect it um, because that's the way I was brought up. And so the family is important. Um, but it's not your family at work. It's their family. Right. But if you person. incorporate a cause and here's a purpose and this is why we're doing it, there's a greater purpose, they'll lock in. Okay. Okay. So. Well, gosh, that that's so fun. So I, I kind of feel like a lot of times people's complaints about like they don't care about the pay, um, they they don't want to work, um, they they're and they don't care about higher education. It's because they're pushing that on on the wrong generation. So mm -hmm. I feel like anybody listening who was negative about Gen Zs, everything you're doing might have just been a little early. So yeah, you may have been trying practice. to impact with that set of things to the millennial generation when like, really it should have been reserved for the Gen Zers. Yeah. Well, the Gen Zers are, are new. In, mm -hmm. in, I mean, they're again, I'm just seeing these trends and I'm telling you, they're not talkers, they're doers. So and, giving them a list of things to oh, do. Oh, they're, they're totally probably going to be better than saying, okay, you know, giving they're, them say, hey, I need this done today. They're diligent. They have pride on their skills. Mm hmm um, the, some other things just on the, the Gen Zers is they can multitask better than any generation in history. They're the first generation that grew up with readily available smartphones that I can get information instantly. They got BS detectors that are that are higher than any other generation. So that that's Euro a fact. Talk really won't work. That's again. a fact. Yeah. You you can sit there and they're going to smell it. They're going to sniff it out and they're going, yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it because they're so used to looking at up things um, and they're like, don't sugarcoat it, be transparent, tell me like it is, I'm a big boy, I'm a big girl, I can take it, I just don't need you to sit here and try to make me think this is something that's not, because you'll turn them off really, really fast, really fast. Um, and so 
they're not going to be hard to sell if you they are hard to sell because they're going to want the facts they're going to but they don't want it sugar-coated and just again don't hype things up because they're not going to believe the hype um so on, on your facebook page or your social media don't put all this crap about your workplace they are different than the so, so that's the other mistake the previous generation got so into the fake book and the fake fantasy world. They've learned from that and they know that's fake. They know that social media is like, yeah, anybody can make it. They don't believe it. They don't believe they, that's why their BS detectors are at the highest level of anyone. They don't believe what they're seeing on there. Um, they've learned and they're like, so again, uh, you'll see even the trends of like Facebook is is the, the current generation yeah. has dropped really low. It's on Instagram, right? Yeah, and it's and, and then again they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, they they they're pretty good about that. So um, where the previous generations fell for things that weren't real, these guys are so used to fake, 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 fake. They're like. Pfft. You know, whatever. So they're they're going to be genuine. The other thing that's interesting, they crave face to face interaction. They crave it because and I could get go off all day. I was out in the spring with the U.S. military because the military is having a really tough time fielding talent because the way kids are brought up, they physically um, they're not growing up running and, and jumping and climbing. So the injury rates are through the roof with the, the, oh. the military. Um, because of they grew up with technology, and so maybe they're not as physical as um, previous generations. You know, keep in mind that mentally they they're they're just different. So they're they're maybe not as as physical, um, but they can they can comprehend things at a pretty high. In fact, believe it or not, they uh, <laughs> their ability to learn is exponential over any other generation because they've learned at a fast fast pace. Um, they're constantly picking up on new apps, new things like that. We're going to be speaking to these kids and they're going to be like bored out of their skull on anything technology. Well, here's like, and it's like, no, 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 no. I got that. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll lap you circles around you in, in any technology. So they learn, they're rapidly learning very, very fast. In fact, as little kids, they've, they've, they've more information has been absorbed than my generation exponentially so they're really sharp my um, kids are coding in fourth grade so. that's what i'm saying so there's there's i what i'm looking at i'm actually really excited about the future because there's some good traits that they do have that can be worked with if you let them go on certain things are going to get it done and they're really good at multitasking so they don't really separate work from play because their play was different. I mean, my play is active, physical. I'm, I enjoy, like I said, I bike to work all winter long. Um, and there, and there's th things that they'll do physical as well, but obviously the overall trend, and we talk about stereotypes, stereotypes are for a reason because there's probably some type of a trend that's taken place to create that. Um, but they will multitask and and there they there's blurred lines between work and my off time because so, they can work on things all day 24 7. okay you see what i'm saying yeah yeah so it's not as yeah because okay. they're so they, they they 
they'll blend it together. Mm-hmm. And they crave a face-to-face because, and this is what I found, they're very social, um, one-on-ones. They love it. Like if, if they're quiet in a group, but think about how they've been brought up. Mm-hmm. Quiet in a group setting. But they crave the one-on-one social interaction. I've been shocked at, uh, you know, I, I teach exercise science courses over at UNI as well as coach. And I've noticed a trend of kids don't talk. It's like you're talking to yourself and in a group setting. But boy, you get them one-on-one, they crave it and they enjoy it. They're like, this is fun. And they they don't need to sit here on a phone when they're one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And they're not because they crave that. This is cool. I'm sitting one-on-one in a human-to-human interaction. And this is awesome. Because, again, it's how they were brought up younger. So one-on-ones are awesome. And they're going to respond really, really well. Uh, so if you sit one-on-one and explain things and coach them, they get it. So our audience needs to consider when they have this youngest generation coming into the workplace, um, talking to them one-on-one. We we really promote having huddles as a team in the beginning to make everyone feel part of a team. But when they get more of this generation in, they can still do that so everyone's on the same page and knows what's going on. Yeah, huddles aren't going to be a bit, yeah. But then go into them and, or when they come in, stop and I'm pulling them aside and going, hey, this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. They That's want that. to be more impactful than putting them in a group and going, who here knows? They are going to sit here and talk a whole lot. Okay. They're the, again, they're compared to the silent generation. Right. They're not going to talk as much. And again, I'm telling you, these kids will grind. They will work hard. They don't say much. It's weird. I'm coaching them and I'm putting guys through the ringer mm-hmm. and they suffer in silence. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they will grind and suffer in silence. Won't make any noise. And I'm like, look at these guys. Okay, and they're tough. Or gals, they are tough. The the gals I'm coaching, same thing. They are tough. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe tougher than you know the the last decade of kids. <laughs> That's me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm laughing so much because I had listened to someone say that millennials at a certain point were kind of a weird generation because at like age thirty we decide if we're going to grow up. Or if we're going to stay millennial-like and us that grow up hate the millennials more than anyone else. And now you're you're bringing them all back and hate our millennials more than anyone else. Well, I mean, everybody's got their issues. Uh, But but in my parents were born in the early 40s. So I wasn't raised by baby boomers. Yeah. And I think that kind of... And it may, maybe, yeah. And again, it's it, again. There's generalities we're speaking in. Yeah, um, but I think it's good for people to understand. Like you were saying, as as a leader or manager, nothing's beneath you. You have to know your people, mm-hmm. and you have to talk, and you have to look at what you're doing and change what you're doing to get the most out of someone. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Yeah, but I, there's some definite traits that I that I'm enjoying, and again, uh, I think we've learned. Um, and we've moved away from the participation award concept of everyone gets a trophy and everybody (laughs) wins. Um, You're seeing that going further and further away. I I remember being out in, uh, here's a funny story. So this was back in um, 2007 at a sports school in China. So I was going and studying what the Chinese were doing with their athletes and how they're developing them. And I went and watched a gymnastics meet at a uh, at this sports school. There were probably, oh, I don't know, 
they were 10, 11, 12 year old kids. And I'm not a gymnastics kind of sewer. I, I, that's not my sport. Um, but I appreciate it. So I'm watching this gymnastics, um, event and it was amazing. I've, I mean, if you know anything about the Chinese, they, they're phenomenal at gymnastics. And these kids are going to sports schools. So they, they're plucked out of the population because they have genetic predispositions to be able to do this well. So I'm watching and I'm, it's blowing me away. And there's an auditorium full of people. And I'm the only uh, Caucasian that's that's hanging out. It's in this this city of Zhuhai, China. And you're tall. How how tall are you? Six five. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so I'm 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 hanging out and uh, watching. And these kids are doing these floor routines. And I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I'm clapping. And I'm you know just like everybody else in the crowd. Well, then this kid comes out and obviously makes mistakes. Even though I don't know any enough about gymnastics, you know what a mistake is when you lose your balance. You can mm-hmm. pick up on that. You, you stumble a little bit and things aren't quite perfect, but it's a 10 year old kid and it's a hell of a lot better than anything I could do at 10. Right. And I'm going like, wow. Right. And so the kid's done. And I, uh, because of all the other uh, kids that were before him, but that was the one that had the mistakes. All of a sudden I start clapping. And I'm like, hey, and there's, let's say 2000 people in the crowd. I'm the only one clapping. And the guy I'm with grabs me and says, we don't applaud that. You in America, you guys are used to cheering for not good. We don't cheer for not good. In this way, this kid knows where the mistakes are. The coach can now coach him and say, you made a mistake on this and this. We don't reward that. And I'll never forget that. I'm going like, wow, that's interesting. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay to fail. That's where all the magic happens in failure. All the magic happens in failure. When you fail, that's where you learn. That's where you grow. That's where you improve. And that became some a bad thing. Like, oh, nobody can fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're beyond that. I think you're you're seeing that, that that wasn't the way. I think that's probably a relief for a lot of people listening who, once again, just I can't tell you how many times when we get in a room and talk about staffing with a group of people, it's just, oh, this generation, this generation. But we were talking. We're responsible for them all. And we're all part of the entire most of the people out there, that's their kids. Complaining about your kids. You complain about you because you're the one, you know, again, and and it starts, everything starts with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And if everyone took that attitude, uh, the world would be, a lot better place. So instead of pointing fingers, there's only one person you can point a finger to that can make any change in your world, and that's you. That's a great message to end on. Okay. And I think that for sure when we're talking about harness, harnessing other people's potential, looking at yourself in order to figure out how to do that. Take ownership of harnessing that person's potential. Yeah. It's not on them, always. Okay, Erica. Well, uh, well thanks thank for you. having me out here. Hopefully, that was all you ever dreamt it would be. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you um, might be a crowd favorite. We might have to ask you back. So that's fine. Just keep that in mind. Um, you might get Jed 2.0 out there. Hey, so I'm game. So. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we look forward to having you back again. Have a good day. All right. <laughs>